0: welcome back to wellness for the hot mess i'm lexi rodriguez i'm a meditation and breathwork facilitator as well as
1: an energetic embodiment guide hi guys i'm kristen i am a fitness coach, along with a holistic health and wellness coach, kind of here to guide you through all things, mind, body, and spirit today.
0: Yeah. And we were just talking off air, which we should have just started recording about Mm -hmm. all things, meditation, mindfulness, um, relationship with the world, Mm -hmm. stillness, and what that can create for you in your life. And Mm -hmm. also the bumps along the way mm-hmm. and the emotional release that comes with it. And I'm, we just got to get into it because I feel like we have so much to touch on this week. But this all stems from I hosted a workshop in my community last week. And I was inspired to host a workshop just on meditation, the basics of meditation, because on the podcast, the last few episodes, Kristen and I had been talking about how sometimes we're overwhelmed with wellness. Where Mm -hmm. do we start? Who do we follow? Who do we hire, right? Do I start with meditation? Do I start with cold plunges? Do I do breath work with my mouth closed or my mouth open, Mm -hmm. right? There's just all this contradicting stuff out there, which is fine because I think life is a big contradiction and polarity is why we're here. Mm -hmm. But I was inspired to bring my... community back to simplicity. And where I started in my meditation journey was with simplicity. It was with a guide. Um, and it was exploring this technique called, um, well, it's called a mantra meditation. There's a few different teachers out there that teach it in different ways. And I've actually studied under like all of them. Cause I really wanted to get to the core of this technique. Um, and now I've kind of developed my own way of teaching it. But first, I love you. I missed you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Me staring in you. your eyes. I know.
1: It feels good to be back. I was in Boston last week visiting a best friend. But um, before cool. we get into anything else, highly, highly recommend you listen to last episode. I just want to kind of fangirl you for a second because Aww. the last episode is Lexi leading us through meditation. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of more of a mini hypnotherapy session. So I was really excited for this because I tend to put my meditations on at unique times. I'm working to find when it works best for me. And I'm recognizing since I moved back to a city that's kind of very loud and crazy, I really love to put the meditations on to kind of block that noise out because I can do it at home. And I know that I can kind of drop into that at home, but it's so effective for me to do it in the midst of chaos, which I know sounds crazy. But I actually put the meditation on on my way home on the subway and on the subway is kind of when i'm triggered the most it's just loud noises it's a lot of people it's hot on there people talking to you you know you just kind of want to like hide away and it's after a long day of work you just want to get home so i tend to put on my podcast the songs i like to listen to my meditations then and i i remembered i had it and i was like you know i do have a long commute home so i'm going to put this 20 minute meditation on and i just remember not even 30 seconds into it. I was just kind of transported to this place. This was more of a mantra meditation. So it's such an easy one to drop into. I feel like, I think Mm -hmm. we get distracted by those meditations that talk through it the whole time. Sometimes we're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm listening to you talk, but I'm also listening to my thoughts. So to have Mm -hmm. you guide through that and then let kind of just like there be so much silence and pause throughout it. I dropped so deep into that one. Not only was it Mm -hmm. so releasing and beautiful, but the bird noises you put in there, I don't know if it was just like the train or what, but it was so nice to kind of just put my focus on those noises instead of my thoughts. And that was really me to drop into that. And it was so amazing and so wonderful. And it kind of was like my anchor for that day. I felt very grounded after. And I realized when I got off the train, I was like, for the first time in a really long time, I'm stepping off of the train, like not anxious, not like get me home. Mm. I like enjoyed my walk home after that. And it kind of cool. set me up for a really grounded day. So we're going to kind of take this episode and talk about both of our journeys with meditation, the bumps along the way, like Lexi said, cause I can be the first to attest that I go on meditation binges. I'm doing yeah. it hardcore every day mm. to routine schedule for months. And then I drop off for a couple months. So it's, it's, we're here to tell you it's okay when that happens and to yeah. tell you a little bit about our story. So first and foremost, Thank you for that last episode. It of was
0: course
1: phenomenal. Phenomenal. Of course. Yeah, thank you. I feel like you hear that you New York City.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. You need this. Right. You just need a little more
1: meditation. Everybody there.
0: (laughs) And I mean, in a in a stimulating environment like Mm -hmm. New York City, whether you're in your house all day or not, the energy of the stimulation is flowing through the walls. Like it really is, right? So it is important to almost create this sacred space in your body, right? In the walls of your physical. And then you know, clean and dust the corners that you need to clean in this sacred space. That is your physical body. So that when you walk out, you're ready, right? You're not ready to fight, but you're ready to stand. Like we've talked about before in your physical frame and hold your space and, and protect your energy. You know, I've been doing a lot of energetic protection, just, just rituals. That'll be like, take a big breath in As I walk into the studio today, I want to protect my energy. I'll walk into the studio and I'll just take a breath in and I'll just intend to protect the energy of the room. And so I say that to say, is meditation begins with intention. So Mm -hmm. your intention to dive in is number one. If you don't have an intention, then the energy will leak. There's no, you'll feel good. Maybe for two minutes, maybe for four minutes, whatever, maybe for a day, of course, but what is the intention? Just like with anything set Mm. the intention. And I really want to say this too, is we're going to also in um, later on in the episode, talk about our journey with microdosing mushrooms. And I want to prep preface that meditation is also a medicine. Mm -hmm. So just like we set intentions for microdosing mushrooms you know for our mind and our body and our and our environment and our world same fucking thing like mm-hmm. same thing with anything you begin any type of holistic wellness modality you begin set an intention because it will ground deeper into the body and it will integrate as you begin to like change absolutely um, so my intention for this workshop that i hosted was simplicity. Usually I take my clients to the moon and I had to really refrain. I had a whole page of notes and there were things I had to look at my notes and be like, "Okay, you don't need to talk about that yet. You don't need to talk about that yet." Just keeping it so simple and not giving them too much knowledge and I just get so excited. I even wrote at the top of my notes like, "There's so many places we can go from here." Like once you dive into this technique and into meditation in general, the world is your playground because you have the mind of a resilient human. You were born resilient, but when we uncover the stress and the anxiety and the way we were formed by the people in our environment, by the people that raised us, we were formed by them. Mm -hmm. So when we have the opportunity to form our damn self, things can get really rad. Um, So my journey with meditation began because I was, in my, I was in my early 20s and I was hustling. We've talked about hu- hustle culture before. I just finished playing college softball. I actually dropped out of college after playing for two years because I got an internship at my dream job, which is a radio station. And I was like, cool, I, I'm done. I made it. Since I was a little girl, I wanted to be on the radio. Since I was a little girl, I wanted to interview people. I wanted to be in entertainment. And Um, the, the city I went to college in was a big, a big radio city, right? So you have Phoenix, you have New York, you have Cali. And so it was a pretty high market. And so I got an internship. Um, I started hustling my ass off. I was still going to school kind of (laughs) before I dropped out. And then I had two jobs on top of that. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I, and I'm going to talk about this at the end, but there are tiers to elevation. Yeah. And they change and then they cycle. Right. So I'm witnessing myself in these tears to elevation. This was before I was in the manifestation, before I even knew anything about transpersonal psychology. But I knew that college at that moment wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And to to leave that energetic a situation that was taking up a lot of space in me allowed for more growth in whatever was next. So mm-hmm. once I left that i got opportunities like that i got asked to begin writing for a sports magazine um i started working for the arizona diamondbacks so mm-hmm. long story short and then of course i'm not getting paid that much as an intern and as someone with no experience i also right. was bartending and serving tables so i remember hearing emily fletcher of ziva meditation i would love to have her on she's a, she's in new york city but Amazing. I remember hearing her in a Facebook group. This is in a Facebook group. And she's talking about how she got so much energy from meditation. And she works with CEOs all around the world Mm -hmm. because they need more energy. Right. And just the energy aspect struck a chord with me because I was like, I need more energy. Right. And at that time, it wasn't too bad, but it was getting bad to where coffee, Adderall, you know, a lot of stimulants in the party scene, right? And, but I still was living my life. I literally had a glass of wine and a half last night, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Same. I don't know how. Same. And you're young and you're 20 and you're just mm-hmm. like doing your thing. But I started exploring stimulants because when I was working late nights at, you know, at the door at the club or bartending, right. Exhausting. I was like, I need to stay up. And then right. as life, moved on and opportunities started coming, coming, coming because my energy was like open and I was just like taking every opportunity. Um, things started getting a lot busier. I landed a job on a morning show. Mm -hmm. I had to be at the studio at 5 a.m. sometimes 4 30, right? After that, I went straight to lunch serving in downtown Phoenix. After that, I went to um either whatever sports team was playing or the Arizona Diamondbacks. Long story short, I was hustling and I could feel my dreams coming true, but I could also feel me repelling my dreams at the same time. Cause right. I wasn't healthy. My intuition was telling me that something wasn't right, but I was like, I'm young. I'm 20. It's fine. This is fine. But there was something not right. Right. So as I began to explore this technique on and off, I didn't go right in and like, just become who I am today mm-hmm. on and off. I just started to love it more. And I was like, okay, I do have more energy. I have more time. It feels like, right. I have more space between me and these opportunities that are coming. Um, and then there was a the time that I stopped. So I finally decided to pay. This was probably the first thing I paid for online, right? And now I'll pay thousands of dollars to anybody that, not anybody, but to anybody (laughs) that I want to work with, right? Like someone sparks my joy. I'm like, here's 2K, let's do it, right? I'm in a course right now. And it's, I think it was like a $1,500 investment, but it was worth it, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like $300
1: for two weeks Mm -hmm. and it
0: wasn't live. It was pre-recorded, but every day, she gave us a video about like why we were doing this technique and then how we were going to emotionally detox. And with re- releasing those emotions, we were going to open the body for more energy, but also for more space to like develop grounded emotions, going back to the form that we created from our environment, create our own form. And Mm. she didn't use those words. This is something I'm exploring with another mentor, but, but that's what's alive. Right. So I began, my intention was to get more energy. That was my main intention coming into meditation. And, you know, I left with so much, I left with a career in teaching meditation, but my, my point is you're going to come in to explore meditation, probably to de-stress probably mm-hmm. to get more energy probably mm-hmm. because maybe like maybe you're you're about to go speak at a TED talk right i get a lot of people that are like i have this big event next month i need to start now and i'm like you should have started a year ago but <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean but yeah. people want to prepare the body and mind um so the intention will be the intention but that mm-hmm. won't last for long the intention is always going to change now it's like i'm transcending any past physical human I was, and I can use meditation to like, see where and how I can make quantum shifts in my life. And if you would have told me that when I started meditating, I would have been like,
1: like yeah, I don't crazy. know what you're
0: talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to share a little bit about your experience and then just if anything came up as I was expressing, because this conversation can go everywhere and it's going to be different for everyone. So if you're listening right now and you're like, like, where do I start? Just know that whatever strikes your chord while you listen to this conversation, make a note, because that's probably where you start.
1: Absolutely. I want to piggyback off of that. That intention is everything for anything I do in the health and wellness space. It's so hard. I think a lot of clients come to me for my practice coaching. A lot of them come because they're having trouble setting goals or sticking with a routine. You know, someone comes to me and they're like, I want to lose weight. And I'm like, well, what's your morning routine like? And they're like, I don't really have one. It's different every day. I think the number one thing that for me brings me back to my wellness journey and keeps me kind of in a solid routine and a solid place is the intention behind it always. And I can feel when my intention starts to shift Or if I just lose intention altogether, like when I go through those waves with meditation, I'm super up, up, and I'm really good about it for three months. And then all of a sudden I kind of shifted my intention and I don't set a new one. And then I notice I'm not doing the things I used to do. I think intention Mm. is key that kind of grounds us to what we want to do. And it brings you to where you want to be because you always have that motivating factor. So intention for me Is something huge. I have to always have, whether it's de-stress, whether it's get more energy, more energy, whether it's focusing on a goal I have in mind, Uh, I think step number one, if you're new to meditation and you don't know where to start, because there is so many places to start, it's just set an intention and come back Mm -hmm. to that every single time. Mm -hmm. So when you're going throughout your day and your main intention is to de-stress in those moments of chaotic stress, remind yourself, be like, my intention was to meditate for this purpose and stop yourself Mm -hmm. and do it there. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, for me, I think my journey kind of took off really when I realized the power behind quieting my mind. I just have so Mm. many thoughts all of the time. I think I'm in that space between like, 21 and 29, where it's just those really hard long years of dramatic shift, changes in your Mm -hmm. career, changes in your friends. I always see those videos of people being like, I think I've moved on to a new season in my life. And it's kind of like your new TV show, your new season, you're surrounded by new characters, new plots. There's so much change between 21 and 29 my brain, my mind speaking to me every day, was so chaotic. I would have so many thoughts and so many things I'd want to do that it, ulti- it ultimately led me to do nothing. And I was in that mm. funk of, I have everything I want to do, but I can't make, take a step forward for me. Quieting the mind is where all of my best ideas come. It's mm. where I'm able to kind of sit down and de-stress. It's where I find more energy for me. It's just like silence kind of talks louder than those thoughts. And that's Mm -hmm. where I have found my ground in meditation is when I'm overwhelmed or frazzled, or I'm going through that new shift of like a new plot. I need to just silence the mind and see what comes, what comes next. I think meditation is such a powerful tool. Like you mentioned for CEOs, because imagine what their day looks like every day. It's like, what happens when you turn their brains off for five minutes? That's like the Bill Gates of the world are born, you know, the, totally. fucking Jeff Bezos, the people who are creating these amazing businesses, these amazing ideas, because they gave their brain an opportunity to shut off for a minute. It's like, yeah. we're constantly being filled with so much content, whether it's TV, our phones, you know, the world around us right now is so heavy. Meditation is that practice that will always give back. It's like when you're grounding yeah. yourself and really quieting. Just like your experience, you kind of came out of something that you were using just to kind of like de stress and get more energy, and you came out of it with a yeah. whole career. It's like imagine yeah, what totally. would happen. Yeah, imagine mm-hmm. what would happen if you just kind of, you know, set the intent intention and kind of went from there. Um, But I'm definitely one of those people that, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I do get on the meditation boat and then I'm off of it in a couple months. I'm right there with you, and I have to be really gentle on myself when that happens. Because again, I think I just have to catch myself and bring it back to what my intention is for that month. And it's meditation is not something where it's only going to work if you're consistent with it for the rest of your life. It's always there for you. I think people get on that wave of being really good about their meditation practice. And then when they hop off, they kind of look at it and they're like, well, I'm already off. So I might as well just stay off because what am I going to benefit from it? This is your sign that you can introduce meditation right back where you left off. It's one of those things that you're never too late to come back to it. It's always a grounding force and it's always going to be something that propels you forward rather than hold you back. And -hmm. that's kind of how I felt the other day. I, when I listened to your meditation, I have been doing my morning meditations. I do take my five minutes to do it every day, but I have noticed that I haven't quieted my mind. I have noticed that I haven't turned off everything going on and I just kind of made it my five minute checklist to do in the morning. And yeah. then listening to yours brought me back to that reason of, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I had so many things come to me after that, that I was like, these are, yeah. so I have to quiet my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So
1: it really is that anchor. And it's, it's something that will propel us and propel you kind of to like that next level self. And I'm really starting to get into, I feel like you'll love this. I'm in that shift in my life. I'm 27. So I'm was gung ho fitness from age twenty to like twenty six. I was really hard in the fitness game. I was an athlete growing up, so that those were kind of my years where I was like all in on fitness. And now that I've kind of hit twenty seven and I'm going to turn twenty eight this year, I do have these little voices that I notice now that are like, this spiritual stuff is kind of cool, Kristen. Like I know you bought that journal and I know you love that that crystal. I have like my crystals and everything that's next mm-hmm. to my mm-hmm. laptop. And I'm becoming more like where I used to use it before as kind of just rounding out my wellness. Now I'm like zooming in on it and I'm like, ooh, yeah. my guides are kind of talking to me right now. I'm seeing 444 4, 4 a lot. And before I'd be like, oh, 444, 4, 4, nice. But now I'm like, I kind of like the spiritual stuff. Oh, I, so I feel that. myself like, I feel, you know, my guides talking to me like, you should keep your eyes open for this because the more you dive into it, the more you're going to receive. So yeah. it's really cool to kind of now feel my life kind of shift more towards the spiritual side of it. And it's, it is a really cool thing because there's so much to learn about ourselves in the spiritual realm, especially with health and wellness. And it is, it's, it's definitely one of those things that I'm excited to keep kind of diving into. And if you're someone that's like, you've always been interested in it, meditation is the place to start. I I swear. It's like, it is the best gift you could give yourself.
0: Yeah. It's a place to start for sure. I think that
1: there are a couple of things that you said that were
0: just so profound is like, you can go in one day to a meditation because you're like, I have a long day today. I want to make sure I'm set up. And I don't have, this is the way I look at it is if we're living our life without stillness, we're living our our life without moments to really reorganize um, our thoughts. Like, think about this. We have, we use about 15% I want to say of our conscious mind. And then the rest is subconscious. Mm. And so if you think about like under the tier of consciousness, there's all these whispers and all these thoughts from years and years and years under, 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 under. And so if we've never allowed ourselves to like drain those thoughts, the ones that are not serving us, yeah. then they're all going to be blocked up, blocked up, blocked up. So one mm-hmm. thing I noticed in my meditation journey, when I began was it, it starts to hit you like in two weeks in three mm-hmm. weeks in maybe even four weeks. So you're mm-hmm. not going to get this. You're not going to get this immediate sense of transcendence. Mm-hmm. You're just not especially if you haven't meditated ever. And what I'm noticing and with clients, they'll be like that first meditation. I just was crying the whole time and not like just tears coming down, like not like sobbing. Right. But why? Because Mm -hmm. there was a thought close to the drain that had not went yet went through the drain. That Mm -hmm. was like, damn girl, you're worthy of this. Once that thought went through the drain, it was like, holy shit. I'm worthy of this. Like I have chills just talking about that because that's the first step. You're Mm -hmm. worthy of this. Then from there, she said her next day meditating, doing this technique, she was like, I felt kind of sad. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just like felt sad. And um, I let them come to me with these expressions, but I know that this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you're sad because there was probably one moment and this could be anything, but there's probably a moment that you were sad and you held it in, or you pushed it back. Like this is all stuff coming out that needs to come out. So Mm -hmm. the first two weeks of meditation is this technique, rather the mantra meditation is going to be like an emotional detox. So you have to trust that you're resilient enough to detox these emotions and to detox these thoughts when you are speaking about how your thoughts are here and there and here and there uh you know what this technique does it is allows your thoughts to organize in the rhythm that they should organize mm. we try to we try to clutch our life so hard we mm-hmm. try to clutch i have a to do list i have to, locally yeah. I don't clutch much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, people look at their to do list and they're like, I mean, my husband's this way. If I don't get every single thing on my to do list done yeah. to the point where I'm so exhausted, yeah. then that means I'm not good enough. That means I'm not good at my job. That means I'm not worthy of the money I'm getting for this project or whatever it is. But what sitting back and meditating, Allows your brain to do is organize in the rhythm of importance for your soul. And that's a lot. So I won't tell my clients that when I'm fucking about to get them to dive into this, Mm -hmm. but they come to me and they say, today, I was sad. I was really happy yesterday. And then And then I got angry, right? You're going to, you're emotionally detoxing. So when you do a cleanse, when you get a facial or whatever, sometimes your esthetician says like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to purge out the toxins that were in your face because I just cleansed you with all these dope natural products, whatever it is, it's the same thing. And the first two weeks is when someone will quit.
1: Mm -hmm. It just
0: is the first two weeks. Someone will be like, I, I can't handle this. I can't be sad at work, whatever. But again, you have to trust your innate resilience for this to work. Um, and obviously hire a space holder or, you know, really have someone to express yourself when things come up. And that's why a guide is so important. Mm -hmm. But if we don't sit still and allow things to come up, like I get my best organization in the shower or even listening to a podcast. I was thinking about that today. Like I'm always listening to something and it's not because, and I've studied this, it's not because I'm trying to be out of my head. Like there are those, there are those people and there are those moments. And I'm sure I've done that before, but I really have a nice flow of consciousness when I'm just listening to a podcast. And, you know, I hope you guys listening can feel the same as, and then something comes up in the podcast and I notice how it feels in my body. And, you know, Mm -hmm. this is years of practice, but same with meditation. If you take a chance and you allow yourself to be still, when you come out of it, you're going to feel like the moves you're making are so organic to
1: your authenticity. Mm, so powerful. I love the drain metaphor. I just have this like crazy thought connection to that. It's so true though. When you have a clogged drain, you're, you know, you're pouring all that shit down to try to unclog it yourself. You're buying things of Drano week after week. And then finally it's like the tub fully backs up and it's like, I actually can't pour Drano down here anymore because the water is blocking it. You have to reach out and hire professional help. And I just want to give a huge shout out to yeah. coaches out there because then the plumber comes in, they unclog the drain and all the shit that you've been packing on top of it to try to cover Fucking it. Fucking hair razors, everything, soap. <laughs> all the draino you attempted to pour down all of the, whatever it was for you, whether yeah. alcohol substance, whatever it was that you're trying to kind of cover it up comes up. At once, and it only came up with that help of that plumber, that aid, that guide. So, shout out to coaches right now, because I know we see on Instagram all the time, it seems like everyone from high school is a coach nowadays and things like that. We talked about this a couple episodes ago about wellness overload, but there are coaches out there. Just invest the money. If you are someone who has sat down and you've really tried to meditate and you just feel like you can't connect what we're saying and you can't get there, sometimes you just need that plumber, you need the extra help, you need that aid to help you lift that shit up. Because it will change your life. And I had this flash when you were talking about one of my good friends who is really stressed at work right now. And she holds such a powerful position at work. She's like a badass boss bitch. Mm. And she works with majority men in a business company. Um, and she has a lot of a lot on her plate at all times. And she, her and I were talking about how she wants to change jobs and she's not feeling worthy because she's, you know, never reached out to other jobs. She's put all of her eggs in this basket. And she's like, I just need to get out of here. It's not worth it anymore. It's not worth my mental health. And she was like, I want to start putting myself out there and reaching out to other places and seeing if I can interview other places, but I'm just not feeling worthy. And I'm like, if you were to just drop into yourself right now and realize all of the things you've done over the past five years at this company, you are worthy than most people will be with like 10 plus years of experience. And I want to like, tell her just sit the fuck down and meditate and, you know, lean on that because those ideas, I guarantee if she shut that ego off, she would hear Mm -hmm. like, no, Mm -hmm. Sarah, you are at the top of your tier you're higher than half the people that have been there for this long, mm-hmm. you know, shut those, that ego voice off. I know she could elevate to the next level and beyond at a different company, but it is so yeah. worth investing in this. If you are someone who really wants to take your health and wellness seriously, because it will unlock so much for you. And sometimes we do need that extra step, that extra guide and aid, because like you were saying, you know, you know, what emotions are coming, and you're there as a container to hold on to them for your clients. Whereas when we're in this journey on our own, sometimes it's too intense, and we push it away, and we don't want to try it again.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. so
1: important to, you know, have yeah. that, that plumb around speed dial.
0: Totally, and it's like those analogies are so helpful. I used one in my workshop mm-hmm. was um, that that really <laughs> these come up, and they're so simple. It's like my guides yeah. being like, simplify, girlfriend, because not everyone speaks your language. Um, I'm like, thank you. So Mm -hmm. another analogy I used was when, when you were little and your mom told you to clean your room, right? Like clean your room or you can't go play or whatever. And you stuffed everything in the closet, like everything. And so the room looks clean. But then when she comes in and she opens the closet, everything comes crashing down back into the room and your room is messy again. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I guess as an adult, you could even do that, but, um, that's what we do is like to sit in stillness. And I, you know, and I have a a piece on trauma and for meditation too, after this, but to sit in stillness, with this technique or any type of stillness in general, when it comes to meditation, we're not talking about walking meditations. We're not talking about workout meditations today. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is a thing, but that's just not what we're talking about. We're talking about actual sit in stillness, set the intention to be still and to allow the thoughts to, to move through you. Um, But when we sit, we're actually cleaning the room, right? When we say we should have meditated instead we worked out or we should have meditated instead we we went to coffee with a friend and these are all great things like it's like yes and but relative to whatever you need Mm -hmm. it may felt like because you had coffee with your girlfriend you're calm Mm -hmm. because co-regulation is is a monster of of a tool Mm -hmm. but you may have needed just some quiet time to yourself and those thoughts, that stress got pushed into corners of the room and you went and lived your life. But later at the end of the day, you're still fucking exhausted because those thoughts are still in your mind and they're not out of your system. Mm -hmm. If you would have sat in meditation, those thoughts would have left or organized. Mm -hmm. And so I say this to say, understand that some days you might need a meditation and some days you might not because you did it yesterday. And You can now go have coffee with that friend and that's going to be beneficial. But the goal here and the work is getting to know yourself and the way you be Mm -hmm. and then stepping through life based off of your being. And so another thing I talked about in the, the workshop was the concept of being, being is who we are right we're we're in a, i'm being right now i'm aware of you i'm aware of you know the painting behind you because i'm present and i'm here with you but a lot of times we're not in that state mm-hmm. and i've only been able to be more present in life because of meditation because being and meditation enhances my being being en- enhances my presence mm. when i'm present i'm able to witness how i be in life rather than just be it unconsciously and let life like take me on a ride. So what I mentioned was when we are meditating, when we are practicing being techniques, we are the witness and the participant of our life. At the same time, we are not just the participant. We are not just the witness. If we're just the participant participant, we're doing, doing, doing. And in my eyes, and in this concept, the participant is the masculine doing, 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 saying yes to everything, right. Taking every opportunity. The witness is the feminine watching, watching what's going on, kind of like being like, oh,
1: you should have turned right when you turned left. Mm -hmm. Right. But when they're collaborating, we have direction. Mm. Wow. That kind of reminds me of how much of a headache we would avoid if we could just be more present. And if that was kind of second nature to you, rather than going on autopilot, because I think of, How many times have you driven somewhere and you're like, I don't even remember how I got here
0: totally. or
1: how many times have you said yes to someone and that event comes up on your calendar and you're like, I don't even remember putting that in. And now I'm overworked and overwhelmed little tiny switches that can just bring you to be more present training your brain to automatically go to that rather than turning that off and being strictly in the masculine side and strictly saying yes, and overworking yourself and putting yourself on autopilot. Imagine the balance that would come into your Mm -hmm. life just with that little switch with literally just teaching yourself to be present all of the time, instead of constantly kind of just like zoning out of that, that in yeah. itself is so powerful. And that kind of brings me to our next point in today's episode. Um, Lexi and I have both been dabbling in microdosing mushrooms. And my intention going into it was, I felt like I, I was at a point in my life where I just needed a reset. You know, I just needed a human reset and I had a lot of changes going on. I made a big move from a city to a city. I just wanted to reset. And I want to tell you mm-hmm. um, before we dive into this, meditation and microdosing is like, it's almost like adding chocolate chips to the cookie. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, those hand in hand together. Such a magical journey, but I needed a human reset. And for me, microdosing and experimenting with mushrooms over the past month, month and a half has just been allowing me to retrain my brain on all of the things in wellness but also circling back to all the simplicity of wellness and like introducing mm-hmm. meditation again and introducing journaling again back into my routine, but keeping it simple. Cause we did talk about this a few episodes ago, but the wellness industry is so overwhelming. I look on my counter. I have a hundred vitamins. I have different mm-hmm. supplements and mm-hmm. creams and powders and all this shit that I'm just like today. I'm not going to take any, cause I don't even know where yeah, to start. With these. Totally. So for me, my journey with microdosing, as it comes to an end, I think I have like seven more days left, but Mm. it was just a human reset button. And it was tapping into what Kristen wants kind of like what we talked about and my intentions through moving through this next year of life. Cause I want to keep it simple. I don't want to move through the next 10 years. I want to move through just this year and keep my goals, you know, in the forefront and not think too far ahead and really just practice that being present. And I have to say that it's, it's working hundred percent. It's working. And it's just, I actually went out to a party a couple nights ago last weekend, and I just did mu- mushrooms because you, you and I will talk about this in a little mm-hmm. bit, but I mm-hmm. haven't been drinking on them. And I just did mushrooms at this party and I could just feel not only my energy was shifted in a different sense but I was like, m- so present than I had ever been out at a night of drinking too. And I got to totally. like, the next morning and like, remember the totally. conversations. And mm-hmm. it also is cool because your brain is kind of also working on that creative side. So when I'm out at a space being social, I'm also like being like creative at the same time. Yeah. So it's been cool to kind of like reset Kristen and start to introduce and bring back the things that I love, especially in the wellness space. So
0: mm-hmm. I want to
1: let you take over for a little bit because I know we've got a lot to talk about with the microdosing here.
0: Yeah. And- yeah. Uh, okay. So my intention with microdosing, and I've said this before, like I love psychedelics, right? So I love to do them for fun. And, you know, on the weekends, if we're going to see music or whatever it is. So I really made the intention that this was, this was all like a business, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. seriously, yeah. Like my intention was, to open up my art and creativity in my business, because I've really been seeing my business recently as art, as mm-hmm. my art, as my way of expressing. I've been seeing this podcast as my art. I've been seeing mm-hmm. the way I create meditations as art, the way I post reels as art, my writing as art. Mm-hmm. Um, because going back to the radio conversation, my voice was always my art mm-hmm. and I didn't really look at my work in the coaching space as art the past, the past six months. And when I started to change that because of the intention to create more art, like my work has been so much more profound and grounded in express in my true expression because my essence is an expression an expressive human. My essence is an expressive human. Mm -hmm. And whether it was just having conversations with people on the radio or interviewing people or writing, whatever it was, but that was like my main essence. And like I said, I always knew what I wanted to do when I was a little girl. And when I got the opportunity, I did it. And so life changed. Right. And I am where I am now, but I'm still doing everything I always wanted to do. I'm speaking on podcasts. I'm you know, being interviewed on podcasts, I'm writing posts and blogs, and I'm working with clients. I'm creating for them, and so right. my journey with microdosing has really allowed me to step into the artist and right. to be the artist, and allow my life to be like basically my 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 art. Um, so I've been microdosing every other day, and my intention was business. My intention was also to get more in touch with my feelings, mm. and to, I want to cry more. (laughs) Mm, Like uh I do. And I've, I did a couple like awesome, beautiful, like feminine activation containers. And, and I got, I did feel my emotions when women would share, but that's because I'm, I can feel other people. Like I can cry for other people more than myself. I can cry for my clients. I can be here and hold space and feel emotions for my clients more than anyone. But with myself, it's like, very hard the last Mm time. And I'll talk about, um, the release I recently had, because I know the microdose has opened me up more to feeling my emotions and expressing my emotions and feeling safe, expressing my emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, but the last time I had a cry like this was I was on LSD Mm. and that was a huge breakthrough for me and my husband. We were just dating at the time. We were just dating, <laughs> and we decided, you know, to do LSD together. And um, it was profound. That could be. That could be for another. Uh, that could be for another episode because that's like profound. But I have never cried like that in my whole life. And it felt so good. I felt so seen. I felt so safe. And it, I think yeah. it changed the traje- trajectory of our relationship because mm-hmm. my whole, my whole life with partners, with past partners was, I was too hard. I was too tough. I never opened up. I never opened up, even though I wanted to, I like, just didn't have it in me. I never opened up and mm-hmm. they would leave me or I would leave because They never saw soft side to me ever, so they were like, "Okay, Lexi's either a fun party girl. This is going to be temporary because she doesn't want." It was always she doesn't want more than I want, but I did. I just didn't know how to show them. Mm. So fast forward to to now, my you know my relationship with sensation and my body has gotten a lot more profound. I've been able to feel emotions, but I still have had trouble expressing them. Sure. And microdosing has changed my relationship with alcohol. And I told Kristen before, and I think you guys will be able to relate to this though. Meditation was the first thing that changed my relationship with alcohol the first time. Yeah. Because if you are, if I am going to prescribe you a meditation, all my new clients, I say you do this before coffee in the morning and you do this before dinner. And if you are going to have a glass of wine or something at night, you meditate always before. Mm
1: -hmm. And when I first
0: started meditating, I would have one glass of wine and I wouldn't want a second or I would have two and I wouldn't want a third, whatever it was, but it really gave me the openness and the lightheartedness feeling that you sometimes get from substance, you know, because substance shuts down your brain, literally. Mm. Right. So your thoughts aren't moving as fast. right? Right. Um, and depending on the person, this is all in my opinion and, and from my perspective. So long story short, we went to a wedding weekend in Tahoe, our dear friends, my husband's best friend since he grew up. And, you know, it was so fun. I was really excited to be with everyone. Like I was so present. And, and I think that micro scene has really allowed me to be so present with people. And I feel like I'm a present person in general. So it's really attached and attached and enhanced my presence. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really noticed, like, I just didn't want to drink that much, and. I was getting more anxious because I didn't want to drink, but everyone was drinking so much. The the normal amount at a wedding, this isn't like anything bizarre. And I was like, okay, shoot. I don't want to, but I was like the fight with my human and the fight with my future human. And it was like, is you're fine, you're at a wedding weekend, like have a glass of wine, have two. Mm -hmm. Again, this isn't like crazy shit. This is just the, the internal battle that I had. Right. And even to the point where at the wedding, I and this happens to me a lot when people are excessively drinking and in like spaces that are crowded or there's a lot of people around. My body, I physically can't get drunk. I physically can't get buzzed. Like it's for crazy. Sure. It's for happened sure. at multiple weddings for me. It happens at festivals all the time. Like I can yeah. never get drunk. Yeah. Um, and so my human, right? My my human Lexi that's still learning decided to just drink and drink and drink. And I still couldn't get drunk Mm -hmm. because I'm so on high alert. Like my nervous system response in that moment is like alert. It's like fight or flight. And so my body wasn't absorbing the alcohol. It really wasn't. And so I stopped. So long story short, the rest of the weekend, I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to drink. So the last two days we were there, I didn't drink. I think I had maybe like half of a mescal and I just didn't even want it. Sure. And it was because I was like, what's the point? Like I'm doing this so that I'm not anxious because other people are drinking. And I feel like not that even I feel like I should, I literally wanted the anxiety to go away. So I drank mm. and so I'm I'm in going through this internal battle with myself. My husband has no idea <laughs> that any of this is going on. He's like, he you look great me, tonight. Like, yeah. You're he like, shut the me fuck me. up. <laughs> the best time with his friends. And I want him to, and you know, and it's just the best time. Um, but the last two days I was like really struggling because I didn't want to drink, you know, he's having fun drinking with his friends and I felt like I wasn't on the same page as anyone. And this is not, this is not, you know, because of them. This is because of me. I felt like conversations weren't like landing for me. I wasn't like inspired. It just, and then I get in my head to where I'm like, stop judging these people that are just having fun. And then I'm like, I'm not judging. This is how I feel. Like Mm -hmm. this is literally my dialogue in my head. And so long story short, I tell my husband that like, I want to go up to the room. I need some like social space. Like I need to reset. It's just a lot of socializing for me in general. And I, and I wasn't drinking and I just wanted to like be by myself. And, you know, I felt like he was, was drunk and having fun and I felt like he wasn't hearing me. I felt like he wasn't seeing me and this is all my own internal stuff. But we, we went up to the room and, you know, he just like, didn't get it. He just like, didn't get why I was a little bit irritated and why I needed space. And he, cause he didn't get it. Cause he didn't hear the dialogue in my head. <laughs> like right. that's right. He's, this is not his fault. Right. And so, but I couldn't explain it. Like I couldn't explain it because I felt like if I explain it, I would get judged for judging right. and, and that he would be like, we're back to square one. Because we've had issues in the past where I told him I'm very triggered by a man that drinks too much because my dad is an alcoholic and I've lived with it my whole life. And that's the one thing I don't want mm. in my husband is a guy who can't control his drinking. Smitty is not that, but it, to me, it, it's amplified mm-hmm. and these are triggers, right? That I am working on every single day, but to me, it's amplified. So to me, him having four beers is like having 12 because I'm like, okay. And I'm like always on alert. And these are things I'm healing within. So the long story short, I just got pissed at him rather than expressing how I was feeling. I was like, you just don't fucking get it. You're just like bebopping around the beach and you're not paying (laughs) attention. And like, we didn't even have dinner and you didn't even, tell me what the plan was and when we were going to go to the next bar. And you're just not conscious because you're drunk. And (laughs) I just, I took all of my, I text Kristen and I go, I have to tell you, I lost (laughs) shit on Smitty. And so, but I'm not, I'm conscious of this now, but it was me fighting. It was like me fighting in the moment that I could have just expressed myself and told him, Hey, this is what's going on. But I didn't, want to accept that my relationship with alcohol is changing. And therefore my mindset around social engagements is changing and I didn't want to accept it. So I took it out on him. I just got pissed. We got in like a huge fucking fight. I went up to the room to take space. He stayed down there and then he finally comes up, but he's still kind of like, he's drunk and he's kind of defensive. And so it's just not going anywhere. So we take space. We take space also tip, my trauma-informed teacher said that when you're in a fight with your partner or anyone, your neocortex, which is logic and reason, is offline. I'm
1: sure. So
0: he said the tip is that someone needs to say, hey, our neocortex is not online. Neither of our neocortex is online right now, especially because yeah. he was drinking right. and this isn't going anywhere. Right. So long story short, something finally clicked. And I said, I don't feel safe seen. I don't feel heard. I don't feel safe when you are drinking and and I'm not. And that is like my biggest nightmare, Right. right? Is to not feel seen and to not feel heard. And I just start bawling, crying, tears streaming down my face. I'm literally like scream crying. I can't stop. I don't know why I can't stop crying. I can't stop crying. That's all he needed was to hear me be like, I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. I don't feel held grabs me, holds me. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I've not cried like this in years and it's all I wanted to do. Mm. It's all I wanted to do. All I needed was this release, but I was fighting, crying. I was fighting, letting those emotions out for two hours I was fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. You're like, no, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to express myself. I'm not going to express myself subconsciously. And then I finally fucking did. And it felt so good. And I was like, Whoa, like I, I need to do that more. I need to get to the point more and not try to fucking protect myself from feeling scared or, or unheard or insecure. I need to just feel it and express that I'm feeling it. And when I did, I felt better. And I don't feel like I'm judging myself anymore about that. I just, it is what it is. It's how I feel, you know? And uh, I posted like a, it was like little miss hate small talk. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I used, I judge myself for hating small talk, but I fucking hate small talk. I fucking hate it. Right. And I, I can only do it. I can only do it for so long until Until something happens in me. And I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get better at that. But I'm a deep person. I am a deep person. And I I can't I can't try to be not as deep. Cause then I'm not fulfilled. Mm-hmm.
1: That I think story is gonna hit with so many people because especially when you're with a partner, they can't read your mind. And I think it kind of took pushing down all of those emotions and finally being able to spit it out. That was almost just such like not only pressure off of Smitty because he understood what he needed to do, but it was just like finally having the words to say, it was almost like pressure off of you. And I, I, I do believe the mushrooms probably elevated that I'm sure of course, but how, like how much of a relief was it to literally get out in words? What exactly what you needed? Mm-hmm. And do you, do you I know? It was like I yeah. couldn't
0: speak English. It was literally right. like for two hours right. I couldn't speak English, right. and it was just in my. I was just. I felt it in my body. There was like a moment I went in the bathroom and I was like, "What is happening to me? Right. Like I can't. I don't know how to explain this." And then it finally came out,
1: and I was like, "Oh,
0: it was like I unplugged the the drain."
1: <laughs> yeah. I almost wonder if you were to take yourself out of the element of being at a wedding, being surrounded by people, if you would be able to kind of tap into that quicker and kind of hear those emotions. I'm sure just everything around was elevating it. You were unable Mm -hmm. to like really sit with yourself because how comfortable it is to really sit with ourselves when other people are around. It doesn't feel comfortable. So it's probably removing yourself, going up to the room, all of those things that let that expression come through. So many times we get caught up, especially with our partners of like, how do you not understand what I need? But then you sit back and you're like.
0: I don't even know what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, shit.
1: And then you just like,
0: it was like, I was just spitting mean fire at him for no reason other than I couldn't come up with the words I needed to come up with. It was like a baby that doesn't know how to talk yet. They just cry and they just, they're pissed or whatever. Right. And yeah, it was really profound because that is, that was a subconscious intention I had with the microdose was you know, to open me up to more softness.
1: Wow. And what a wonderful time the mushrooms chose to, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I, was like-
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I went through something very similar when I kind of hit my, when Lexi texted me, she had it. I sent her a picture back from the day I had my kind of explosive emotional rant on it because my whole goal, my intention with starting that journey was to kind of clear my slate and you know, rebuild Kristen. And I think I got to the point where I was like, I had so many things in my head and so many things coming up that I broke when I was like, I don't even know who Kristen is anymore. And it was kind of like that lonely feeling of starting over, but that's exactly mm. what I asked for. Mm.
0: It,
1: it was exactly what I asked for. And it was like being so blank where I was like, now I get to choose how I kind of rewrite the rest of the next steps. And it was almost wow. so overwhelming that I was like,
0: I don't know what to choose. There's so many You're like things. I have the power <laughs>
1: now. Which was so it's everything I've ever wanted, but so overwhelming. And I just remember breaking down. And again, it's like that scream cry that you don't know why you're doing it. And then you come to that realization. You're like, I asked for this. I did. And I, now I know, and I can put it into words and I can take action steps, but meditation as medicine, mushrooms as medicine, going into this moral of all of this is going into it with an intention coming out the other side, you know, living that intention and kind of getting mm-hmm. everything you asked for. it's it's transcendental. It's an amazing experience. And yeah. Lexi and I are both so honored to be able to speak on this platform about our experiences. Cause I, I think this will be a light on for a lot of people, but it it's been, it's been a journey and it's nice that we're both on it at similar times. And it's nice yeah. to know that like, this is kind of just the beginning of a new chapter, almost a new phase. It's, and it's yeah. cool to be able to share it and look back at this mm-hmm. I'm sure in 10 years from now and we're still doing the pod, we'll listen to this episode and be like, holy fuck, remember our first mushroom breakdown? Now we're like six yeah. in. <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah, yeah first yeah. guided mushroom breakdown because I've definitely had um releases before but I wouldn't call them that because there was just a lot a lot involved
1: yeah
0: um but this was like it felt good to be sober this happened when I was sober yeah you know what I mean like this wasn't alcohol induced this wasn't 2 a.m this was literally like 5 p.m sober was a little fucking hungry but
1: (laughs) amazing yeah but it's, yeah, don't be surprised when the universe gives you everything you want, especially when you continue yes. to put it out there and, and speak to it. Don't be surprised when it happens. Don't be like, us. <laughs> continue to
0: show up, show up in meditation, yeah. show yeah. up for exploration. It doesn't mean you have to go, you know, do a journey. It just means explore yourself, explore Absolutely. yourself. And, yeah. and the, like I said, the tears of elevation Will come in waves and they will change. And I think that's the last thing I want to share just on meditation, but also on journeys or exploration is like my main intention back in the day when I started to meditate was I wanted more energy. Right. And with more energy, I got more clarity about what I was really doing. I got to see, like, yo, you probably shouldn't be doing all this stuff, you know, or there are some things you can put on pause or there are some things you can pull out of the equation. With that, I got more confidence because I had time to really feel and see what the hell I was doing. And I was like, yo, like, I'm a badass. I'm Mm -hmm. confident now and I'm more grounded in confidence rather than confident. Like pretending I'm confident because I'm really in a in a state of lack. From there, that second tier for me was with that confidence. The second tier came and it was knowing. I was like, damn, I like feel like I know myself more now, right? From knowing, my drive came back. And this is a this is a great point because hustle, I had hustle before I was born with hustle, right? Mm-hmm. But after moving through elevation, when I came to that second tier, my drive, my hustle came back, but it was more grounded. It was smarter, right? right? It was more intelligent from, from my drive was resilience, right? We are innate, but we're like, okay, I'm, I'm protecting my energy. I have a lot to do today, but I'm protecting my energy. I'm resilient. I know who I am. Right. And then that last tier gets up there into more spirituality. It's transpersonal, transpersonal growth, which is more finding your spirit, connecting to God, connecting to angels, connecting to your guides expression in a way that lands strong, not just expression to talk because you feel like you need to talk. And then from there, the last, the last, um, kind of level is healing. And then Mm -hmm. it starts all over again, Mm -hmm. right? So the goal is healing, but you don't know the goal is healing when you're stressed out or when you're low energy. The goal is right. healing trauma. My goal, I'm working on so many traumas that I didn't know when I first started meditating. I even had.
1: Right. But the right.
0: point is with meditating is, is going inward and meeting yourself and seeing what is so that you can take the next step and be better.
1: Mm. Wow. I think that. Needs to be re-recorded, replayed over and over and over. And that was the perfect sum, and I think Lexi and I both got on this episode like we're just going to do a quick little recap of our meditation, <laughs> I know. our meditation journey. But it really is the power of you know speaking from our experiences. I do hope this inspires someone out there to take that step. Um, Yeah. Why not end it on a hot mess moment of the week to wrap it all together? I thought you were going to save your meltdown for your hot mess moment. I'm excited to hear hear the the next one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's see. Hot mess moment. I mean, I definitely had that meltdown that could, that could, that could be it. Um, maybe my hot mess moment is thinking that I'm going to be A good spin instructor because it's really hard. And every time I go into practice, I question. Why I'm doing this? Welcome, because to the instructor. Hard.
1: <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah, I'm like welcome I've taught you everything. Hard. You
0: can give me a mic and I'll teach your head off. Mm-hmm. But the actual physical aspect mm-hmm. of spinning, Kristen. Mm-hmm. I came out of class yesterday. I've been trying to take class more, right? And I came out of class yesterday. And the instructor, it was so funny. I was just like, she's like, good job. Like you looked great, right? I'm be- I'm getting better on the beat. I'm getting better with like sprints and stuff. Sure. I was like, why are my I feel like 30 seconds into being out of the saddle, I'm like, my legs are like dead. I was just like, I don't know. I just feel like this week, my legs have just been dying out a lot quicker. And she had (laughs) no advice other than like, yeah you yeah. just gotta get, <laughs> you just gotta get stronger. And I was just like, like, I thought I was strong until I started spinning.
1: It's a different modality. You are strong. It's just a different modality. No, I know. I That's know. That's really good. Welcome to being a spin instructor. I can talk, talk I about three years I cannot wait
0: until I like teach my first class and then I get to tell you all about it.
1: I wish I could teleport for that first class. I know. So you'll have to I tell know. us when it is. That's incredible. I will.
0: My goal is before my 34th birthday that is November.
1: Per- that's an amazing goal. I cannot wait for that. Maybe I'll make a surprise guest yes, for your I first class. Could you imagine? We swing the doors open, and I'm like, "I'm here." <laughs> yeah, that'd be so awesome. Incredible. All right, hot mess moment of the week for me. So that party I went to over the weekend, where I was on mushrooms, I also did a little marijuana along with it, <laughs> just to mix up a little because I was in a social setting. And we had gone home around two a.m. and pizza just sounded so nice. Mm cuz so I Uber Eats some pizza. I fell asleep on the couch, but I woke myself up 30 minutes later and it had been delivered and I was like, "Let's go." And the Uber Eats had a picture of where it was, so it was delivered at my door. I opened the door and it's not there. And I was <laughs> so upset. And it was like 2:45 in the morning and I live in a residential area, so I'm like, I know no one's walking up and down stealing people's food. It's not like I'm in Manhattan where people are all around. Totally. So I was so upset. So I convinced myself that the driver took a picture to prove that he dropped it and then took it himself because I also didn't have Fucking any notifications.
0: Uber eats Literally.
1: <laughs> I also, I didn't have any notifications when Uber eats delivers, they'll text you and they'll be like, your order's here or whatever. And they'll be like, where are you? I'm at the door. I didn't have any of those. So I was like, he sneaky did this, took the photo and then took the pizza and ran before I could get up to see it was there. I know he did. It. And I convinced myself he did it. I got refunded on Uber Eats. I was like, it wasn't there. I did it at three in the morning. They refunded me. It was all good. I wake up the next morning and I'm so upset. And I'm explaining to my partner about this. I was like, <laughs> you fell asleep, and I got us pizza, but it was stolen. The Uber Eats person took it. I go outside to walk high. We come back and I go, and I'm looking around my area again out front. I live on the lower level of a two story thing, and I'm looking at the photo and I go, it's so weird because they left the picture, but then the pizza wasn't there. And I'm looking at the photo now with sober level headedness looking at it. And I go, that's not my front doorstep. I have a a mat on my front doorstep.
0: Yeah.
1: I walk outside, I look up on the first floor, my pizza's sitting out there on the first floor.
0: Oh my God. All my neighbors at eight
1: in the morning. (laughs) So our drunks or our hungover high ass um heated up that pizza and had it for breakfast. And I was so mad at myself. I had made it seem like Uber Eats had stolen it. Yeah this poor delivery yeah. kid at 2am was probably like got fired literally so <laughs> if you're listening to this Uber Eats man I'm sorry take a better photo next time so I can see yeah. where it is but um it ended up being good but typical
0: yeah
1: Kristen jumping your Kristen hot mess now.
0: moments are always so good
1: they're so good I don't, I don't think that's a good thing to have this many <laughs> <pre-co> <laughs> ones. I'm
0: like you're I'm jealous yours are so
1: good do we think that's? A good I had
0: I a glass and a half of wine last night and felt like a hot mess this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this yeah. is
1: thirty-three. Yeah, there you go. Well, well, thank you guys for tuning in this week. So excited for you to listen to this episode. Leave us a review. Rate, comment on Apple Podcasts. We're also available on Spotify. And if you haven't yet, take a listen to the last episode. Take it with mm-hmm. you. Download it on your phone. It's 20 minutes. The meditation itself isn't that long. So there's a little intro. So you can always have that with you, your toolkit kind of with you. And um, we'll see you next week. Yeah, Lex, what do you got to say to the people?
0: Yeah, I think that's it. I think that follow us on Instagram. I'm Lexi dot Rodriguez Smith. And then wellness for the hot mess. We have some really fun stuff planned, but also yeah. we also, we have offers on our page a lot. So mm-hmm. Kristen does live stuff in New York city. If mm-hmm. you're in San Diego, I do classes. Again, we host online workshops. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a free download of meditations. Like we just have resources for you guys. Absolutely. So. Follow us for that, and let us know what you would like us to create. We are planning a workshop in a month, so that'll happen in about four weeks, and obviously we'll keep you posted. But we want to resource y'all, so let Absolutely. us know what how we can do that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'm excited to better myself. Keep us in the loop, my friends, and we will see you in the